The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that will be lost in time like tears in rain. <laughs> I'm the man you got to How are you talking about? <laughs> at TexasFootball.com. Do you just never think of Blade Runner? Like it doesn't happen a lot. Are you un- no. you know that that's the Rucker yeah. Howard speech at the end of Blade no, Runner? No, I know, yeah. I know. But, you just never, I, for some reason, yeah. yesterday I found my found myself in a Blade Runner uh, um, wormhole. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that's one of the. It's not a big strike against Mrs. Thompson, but she does not get Blade Runner. Like that is a. It's a <sighs> level of art house weirdness that yeah. she is just not here like, for. I totally. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love Blade Runner, yeah. and I actually I will. I will cape for most Ridley Scott things. Yeah. Um, right. I think because of Blade Runner. Right. Uh, but I actually do understand if you don't like it. It's not one of those things that it's like, no, it's, uh, yeah. how do you not like the triple option? Right. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. If you don't like the triple option, we're going to have a problem being friends. But yeah. if you don't like Blade Runner, I get it. Anyway, yeah. um, thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. So we, we need to talk about the first four through the door. Either way, apparently. thank you for doing your part. Support here. your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here sitting over there celebrating his 68th yeah. birthday today. Happy birthday to Michael Keaton. This is weird. The, okay. best, the best Batman. That's fine. I love Michael Keaton. Okay, so first four through the door. Miziel Romero, uh-huh. Jacob John, uh-huh. Stephen Smith, uh-huh. Tony Blaylock. Good. You know why they're the first four through the door? I don't know. Because they are literally the first four people to comment on the show. This is not a hard concept, correct? So there was a... Uh, I got an email yesterday. You got some fan mail. Got some fan mail. Fan mail! I'm going to read it, but I'm going to leave out the name because the, this person didn't no, say I could use his name. No, we're going to give him some love. We just we need to. This needs to be a learning moment for everyone. Hey, Dave Campbell's Texas football on Texas football today. Or I'm sorry, <clears throat> dear Rome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave Campbell's Texas football on Texas football today. Can I be one of the first four through the door today on a shout out? Yes, I'm a big fan of the show. Obviously, thanks. And should I say their name? Yeah, it's Caleb Thomas. Caleb Thomas. Now, the reason we're saying his name is Caleb. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate the fan mail. You're you're a loyal TF tier. We appreciate thank you very much. We appreciate the feedback. We we this thank you for being a part of this show. However, and now we go to the creator first four <laughs> through the door, Max Thompson, for an explanation on the rules. Your question is: Can I be one of the first four through the door? Well, yes. Uh-huh. You have to be one of the first four through the door. Yeah, that's how you get to be one. Yes. That's it. If, if That's the whole thing. If you want to score a touchdown, you have to break the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rules. Um, anyway, uh, that is what the first four through the door is. It's literally the first four people who comment. This is not like a, we're not picking them at random. There are rules. <laughs> just like. Boy, this, is, this uh, show is four and a half minutes old, and it has already just been a wild one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thanks for writing, Caleb. Yes. Thanks for listening. We, we love that you're a TFT here. I'm sorry, you don't get to be a first four through the door unless you're one of the first four through the door. On today's show, fellas and ladies, uh, we are going to uh, have the picks, my high school football predictions for week two of the Texas high school football season. This week feels like it's already like 17 days old. 
Oh yeah. This day. It's because Monday was off. We took Monday off, which is weird because like we've been here less than we normally yeah. are. That's the yet, only. That's the only reason this week feels long, right? Like I. That's it. I am entirely like your your idea of not understanding the concept of time. Like, is this I'm how bringing you, feel, you on board. Is this how you feel all the time? I'm bringing you on board. Are you just confused about time yeah. all the time? Yeah. Man, it's weird. Uh, in the back half of the show, uh, we will have America's favorite segment. It is free money. We will mm. get to that coming up here at the back half of the show. Um, Ish is out. I'm trying to think of any <laughs> other announcements we have. Uh, please become an insider. Oh, Steps Mega Previews up for week two. That's true. Um, with Lehman Saunders' six-man preview as well. Yeah. Um. Da, 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 da. Uh, we've got the computer projections up for every Texas high football game. Seven hundred twenty-five of them. We have all of them uh, projected. Um. Anything else? Oh, I mean, go listen to Tough and Step. Become a Dave Campbell Sex Football Insider. I guess. Uh, all those things. Are we warning people about uh, Step being gone for like four days? Yeah. So this is not next week, but the week after that. Mm-hmm. Um. Step is going to be. So if you're a Tep and Step listener. Uh, Step is uh, driving up to Canada. Canada. Uh, and so he's going to be gone for a the few words days. Of Michael Scott. So we will be doing um, we will be doing Tep and Step via phone with him. So uh, that that doesn't mean now he will be. I believe he said that he is going to be sitting in a hotel room in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's true. Which what a flex. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to uh, we'll have that. Uh, he'll be out, and so his preview might be a little shorter in week four than it normally is. So it'll only be like thirteen thousand words as opposed to the normal sixty five thousand word opus to Texas High School. Yeah. Anyway, that's we'll keep you posted on that coming up uh, down the road. By the way, Jacob John says the time warp is because uh, let me I want to phrase this correctly. Uh, dealing with Tepper daily adds months to Max's days. There is that you don't know how right you are. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, week two of the Texas high school football season is upon us. There are 725 games across the Lone Star State. Uh, I picked about like 30 of them yeah. to, to predict and, Too many and, of them. and preview. Uh, here are the picks, my high school football predictions for week two of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. We are off and running in the 2019 Texas high school football season. Big games all across the state in week two. These are the picks. <laughs> Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a week one it was across the Lone Star State. Big games all across the state from El Paso to Texarkana, Canadian down to Port Isabel and some upsets. We had four state champions go down in week one of the 2019 Texas high school football season. What does week two have in store? Let's find out. We start in Humble. 7 o'clock Friday night at Turner Stadium in Humble. It is a 6A slugfest between the Katy Tigers and the Atascacita Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, offensive balance, and that is the coin of the realm for both of these squads. You know, Katy, in their big win in Week 1 over defending champ Galena Park North Shore, looked really good both running and passing the ball. We know we knew they were going to be able to throw the ball with quarterback Bronson McClellan, but Ronald Hoff, the new running back, the move-in from 
South Carolina has been a revelation win for more than 200 yards in the opener. He gives them the traditional balance that we've seen from the Tigers. On the other side, Atascacita exploded in their week one win over Katie Taylor, and it was in large part because of quarterback Bryce Matthews, but their running back Quincy Thompson was exceptional as well. Both these teams want to have about an even split of runs and passes and both need to be effective in both regards to be successful. Who's able to get that balance offensively? Key number two, early stops. Plain and simple, who sets the tone in this game defensively? Both these squads have outstanding playmakers on both sides of the ball, but the defenses, I think, go overlooked for both of these squads. You know, Katie is traditionally known as a great defense. They've got Dalton Johnson back in the secondary, but they really flexed last week against Galena Park North Shore. And for Tascacita, boy, if you had not seen Osiris Simon, the defensive end there for the Eagles, you are in for a treat. This guy is a monster. Especially early in the first quarter, there's going to be a bit of a feel out process between these two squads. Who is able to get those early stops and set the tone on defense? And key number three, about last year. So let's flash back basically one year from right now, and we were looking at Katie potentially being 0-2. Remember, they lost the opener to Galena Park North Shore, and then they were down pretty significantly to Atascacita. They were down 21-6 at halftime. They were down 28-14 heading into the fourth quarter, but that's when the Tigers roared back, rattled off the final 17 points of the game, and ended up starting a 12-game winning streak. Atascacita feels like they let that go. Atascacita feels like they gave that one away and that they were the better team on that day. They've waited an entire year for another chance at Katie. Well, here is their shot. Can they take advantage of it, or will Katie take it to them again? Who am I picking? I'm going with Katie. You know, the thing that I think goes underappreciated about their win last week is that they were able to bottle up the outstanding running game for North Shore, and that front seven did a lot of work. That is going to be very key in this one because if you're Tascacita, you want to get Quincy Thompson going and get that running game off and going so that quarterback Bryce Matthews can really operate. I really do think this game comes down to balance. Who can get both the passing game and the running game going, get these defenses on their heels? I think this is a great game, and by the way, I think there's a fair chance that this is the first of two meetings if these two were to square off again in the postseason. But for now, I go with Gary Joseph. I think Tigers take home a win. To Central Texas we go. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Willie Williams Stadium in Bellmead. It is a big-time clash in 4A Division I in the Waco area as the defending 4A Division I state champs Waco La Vega welcome in the Argyle Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, quarterback play. And all eyes are going to be under center on both sides of the ball. Argyle looked just sensational last week in their win over Stephenville. And Bo Hogaboom, man, I am just really impressed with the growth that we have seen from this quarterback. He looks like a new guy, and he was in complete and total command of the Eagles offense last week against Stephenville. It was a really impressive show. What does he have for the defending champs? On La Vega's side, it's a little bit interesting. Landry Kinney takes over at quarterback for Era Rawls. Era Rawls has been moved to the safety position after leading the Pirates to a state championship. And last week uh, against Medina Valley went pretty well for Landry Kenny, but he is a little bit m more of an unknown compared to Bo Hogaboom. This is going to be a really interesting matchup because I think both these quarterbacks have really high ceilings and could put on a show. Who steps up at the quarterback spot? 
Key number two, who's more physical? And look, La Vega prides itself on being the meanest team on the block. They want to be the most physical. They want you to be sore on Saturday morning, and they've got the playmakers to make it happen. Whether you're talking about Robert Allen up front on the offensive line or DeMarquise Hayes at the linebacker spot, La Vega is big and physical and mean. In a lot of ways, if you go back to last year, they were able to bully Argyle in the trenches. But... So far, Argyle has looked the part of a physical team. Last week, uh, they had an outstanding uh, offensive and defensive showing in the front seven, led by their big offensive line that looked the size has looked very good. Tate Van Poppel leads what should be a very good front seven. This is a game that is going to be determined in a lot of ways by who wants it more, who's, who's going to come out here and set the tone. I want to see who the more physical team is, because if Argyle can match up with La Vega, that can mitigate one of their big advantages. So plain and simple, Who's more physical? And key number three, familiar foes. This is the third time in about a calendar year that these two teams are squaring off. They have split the previous two. Remember, Argyle won the regular season meeting last year, and La Vega won the playoff meeting en route to their 4A Division I state championship. These are two teams that are intimately familiar with one another, and you get the feeling that there's starting to be a little bit of, how do you say... Hard feelings between these two teams. I think they want to go out there and, and knock each other's blocks off, which should make for a fun atmosphere there in Bellmead. The thing I'm really interested in in this third meeting is the coaching matchup. From Don Hyde on the La Vega side and Todd Rogers on the Argyle side, these are two excellent, excellent high school football coaches that are going to try to find those one or two things that are going to put their team over the top. For two teams that know each other very well, who can find that little thing that puts them to a win? Who am I picking? I'm going with La Vega. I think being at home certainly helps. The friendly confines of Willie Williams Stadium will help the Pirates in this one. But the name we haven't mentioned yet, I think, is Elisha Cummings, the running back there for La Vega. As the running game goes, so tend to go the Pirates. And last week against Medina Valley, the running game was really what saved them in a game that was kind of marred by penalties. They've got to clean that up against an Argyle team that is not going to beat themselves. For Argyle, they've got to get a little bit of a running game going. Bo Hogaboom is great, and that passing attack is really outstanding to watch, but they've got to have a little bit of balance. I want to see if Tito Bice, their running back, can really get going. I think this game is close, like the previous two. I think it figures to be physical, like the previous two, but like the playoff matchup last year, I think La Vega takes home the win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Allen Eagle Stadium. It is an interregional Class 6A matchup as the Allen Eagles welcome in the Dickinson Gators. And this is a game that Dickinson has had circled for quite some time. John Snelson and company want to be the team that hands Allen its first loss at its new stadium. And I think they've got a great chance to do it. Quarterback Mike Welch is a name you need to know. He was sensational in their game last week. And I figure he's going to have being for a big game again this week. You know, Allen in their win over Cedar Hill was was impressive, especially in the front seven. They've got a very deep and balanced defensive front, which should give them a little bit of an edge. And then it's up to quarterback Raylan Sharp, who was a really, really impressive runner last week and a pretty good thrower. He's going to need to make some key throws in this one to get past Dickinson. I think this game is close. It could be down to the wire into the fourth quarter, but I think the streak stays alive. I think Allen takes home the victory.
7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Silsby. It is a 4A versus 3A matchup as the Silsby Tigers welcome in the 3A Division II state champion Newton Eagles. And it is my duty as a journalist to report that Newton is at it again. 467 yards rushing for the Eagles last week. And De'Anthony Gatson and Trinis Wash did the majority of the damage. And by the way, they're only sophomores. This Newton program is going to be a problem for quite a long time. You know, Silsby struggled in their opener against Port Neches gross. Now it's a 5A over a 4A, so you don't want to go crazy, but the defense has got to start making some plays. That We know they have an offensive weapon in Draylon Taylor that they feel really good about, but can the defense step up? Right now, I think I'll lean towards Newton. Give me the Eagles. In 7.30 p.m. Friday night at DW Relich Stadium in Converse, it's the Hammer Bowl between the Converse Judson Rockets and the San Antonio Wagner Thunderbirds. Two teams in the same school district. I know we talk about Converse versus San Antonio, but they are in Judson ISD. And this is a big game down there in San Antonio. You know, we knew that Mike Chandler, the quarterback for Judson, was going to be pretty good, but I don't think we saw the running game going coming. With DeAnthony Lewis, their outstanding running back, ran for 157 yards in their win over Clear Springs in Week 1. Uh, for... Wagner, we know what they're about. They want to run the ball in that flex bone attack. LJ Butler has been fantastic. Remember, they were the state's leading offense last year as far as scoring offense is concerned. My question for them, though, is has the defense made enough strides to slow down this Judson attack? Uh, I think that they looked good in week one, but this is a different animal that they're going to face in Judson. I think Converse Judson brings home a narrow and very fun win. But those are far from the only big games in week two of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Give me Wichita Falls Rider to beat Azel. I like Wall to beat Cisco. And give me Stratford to take down Stinnett West Texas. Out east, I like Pleasant Grove over Henderson. I like Munster over Lindsay in the Kraut Bowl. And give me McKamey to beat Coahoma. McAllen Memorial beats Sherilyn. Give me Mart to take down Holland in the Rose City rivalry. I like John Tyler to beat Tyler Lee. Hutto beats Liberty Hill. Huntsville beats Port Neches Groves. And give me Hewitt Midway to bounce back against Mansfield Lakeridge. One of the best games of the weekend, I like Hamlin to beat Wheeler. That game's in Childress. Get there if you can. I like Garrison to start their season with a win over Crockett. And I'm buying in on Wolford Friendship. I think they beat Wichita Falls Hershey. Down south in the Polish Bowl, I like Fall City to beat Poth. Give me El Paso Parkland over El Paso Austin. And in a very tough one to call, I like Cuero in a squeaker over Yoakum. In Corpus Christi, I like Cal Allen over Flower Bluff. In Canyon, I like Randall over Canyon High. And in, I guess, Greater DFW, I like Burleson over Denton Braswell. Give me Bremond over Thorndale. I like Bernie Champion over San Antonio Veterans Memorial. And give me Beaumont Westbrook in a high-scoring matchup with Houston Strake Jesuit. Austin-Westlake edges Cy Ranch. Abernathy takes down Sundown in another very pointy game. And our six-man game of the week, I like White Deer over Paducah. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2019 Texas high school football season. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week two of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are, my high school football predictions for week two of the Texas high school football season. The picks presented by our friends at Visit Arlington. Um, so that'll be up on YouTube shortly. So if you missed it and you want to run back and make fun of my picks or just take stupid screenshots of me and tweet them to me, you can. Uh, anyway.
Thanks for watching. Uh, Jacob John, good job catching me spelling Huntsville wrong, apparently, in the graphic. Did I'll, you I transpose N and T? I don't know what H- I did. Huttons I don't know what I did. I'll be honest. Don't know. But I'll fix, well, it. I'll fix it after the show so, and we'll get it right. So here's a, another casualty of this being Labor Day week. Yeah. Is everything got shoved back. Schedule. Yeah. And we shot that yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And normally we shoot it Tuesday afternoon. Sometimes Monday. Sometimes Monday. Yeah. It, mm, yeah. So it's There's been, a lot going on. It, we've been, we've been yeah. run, flying by the seat of our pants this week. We um, a couple things before we switch over to the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Loya does want Many know. people are saying the best thing Shut ever. Shut up. Uh, are you still going to the Midland Lee and Abilene High game? We will not, but Step will be there. Step will be there. Step will be there. Um, and then, actually, I wanted to get to this just because it's a Thursday night game, and it is a great point from our man Jesse White, who is a longtime TF tier. I know we've talked about this game in the office, and that's why I'm bringing it up. What do you think about Hebron versus Martin tonight? Both have 15 starters returning and coming off big wins last week. This game is so much more interesting um, after last week. The phrasing I would use is a sudden banger. Yeah, <laughs> um, on a Thursday night. Yeah. Man. My goodness! I mean, we. Yeah. Were, I mean, it, yeah. because uh, for those who don't know, Hebron looked really, really good in their Week One opener, yeah. uh, and then all Arlington Martin do did was go to Lake Travis and win by twenty one. Yeah. Um, yeah, these two teams look really, really good. I'm interested to see uh, what the defenses do. Playmakers all over the field. Um, this this junior quarterback from Martin, whose name is escaping me, was really, really good in their opener. Uh, I want to see what he does against Darius Snow and company at Hebron. Great game. Two great coaches, too, in Wager and, and, um, and, and Brazel. Yeah. A lot of fun. If you have any way to get to Arlington, I think. I think it's in Arlington. Uh, if you have any way to get to Arlington, that is the game tonight. Uh, yeah. I know Plano and Eastwood is going on at the Star. The Star. The Star. Um, but yeah, to be real honest, I don't think that game's going to be all that good. I nope. think, in my honest opinion, but um, I think that you know the, the spectacle will be good. I think it's being broadcast locally uh, yeah. on on, DF, on DFW and then being broadcast back in uh, El Paso as well. But um, if you have a game to go to, the game to go to tonight, anywhere in the state, is Martin and Hebron. It's going to be really, really good. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbellson. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. It will be fun for you and the whole family. The game's at UTA, by the way. Guy UTA. Frazier, Guy Frazier coming forward yes. through for us. And Jacob John asks, don't you pick a Thursday night games to pay attention to yes, Jacob. That article will be up after the show. So Correct. keep an eye on the textfootball.com yes. for that. As we said, we're about a day behind because of Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, it is time to bring that, back. You ever get that taste in your mouth and you just can't figure out why it's gross? And you're just like, what do it's I do? It's the craze that is sweeping the nation. Why? It's what everyone's talking about. It is time Does everything to bring back like week two of free money for your bookie. Free money for your bookie. My college football picks against the spread. Um, let me just pull up this document. Oh, let me see how we did last no, week. That's there fine. were eleven games. Blind last squirrels, week. nuts, etc. Et and it appears no that I went Please ten like oh and one five seventeen thirty three forty one five six undefeated ten oh and one no one cares on my picks last week that is right this is you're just that setting people right. up you're setting people up they're gonna start listening to you now and they're gonna lose money the next fourteen weeks that's the scam because uh. I'm the bookie Ugh. Okay. 
Uh, yes, a terrific, Blah. terrific start to free money. And, and I have to tell you, I put that in the Slack chat, and Max's response was uh, like basically the GIF version of like it was the a, thousand yard stare. Yeah. yeah, it was a Jurgen Klopp staring into the void, staring into the abyss. Yeah. That yeah. is a tears and rain moment for Max Thompson. Uh. <laughs> Everything will fade away like tears and rain. Everything hurt. Uh, ten zero and one in week one. Uh. And here's the great news. There's only eight games this week, so I will definitely be above 500 after two weeks. No one. Where are no we starting, cares. Max? I hope you go 0 and 8. I hope you're sweating after no time. Mm-hmm. Where are we starting? Where are we ending? Let's end it now. This is the first time I'm looking at these, so hang on with me here for a second. Kay. Wake Forest taking on the Owls hoot, of hoot. Rice. Hoot hoot. 7 p.m. Friday, Wake Forest, a 19-point favorite. Um, so Wake Forest played Utah State in the opener and came away with a good win. Utah State, obviously, is a, is a, a program that we don't really know what to think of. They have a new coach um, after Matt Wells left to go somewhere. I can't really remember at this mm. moment. Uh, but overall, uh, doomed the, overall the, um, the one thing I will say is that the offense looked pretty good. Uh, they were able to. Um, they were. They were really able to run the ball, if I remember correctly, or pass the ball rather. They were. They were throwing the ball extremely well. Jamie Newman, their quarterback, went for 401 yards and three touchdowns. That is something. Obviously, is a new test for Rice because Rice played Army in the opener. Now Ar- they looked great. They looked really, really good in the opener. Uh, defensively. But what if Army's bad? What if Army's bad? But the troops are never bad. We support the troops. Um, that's we, give, Brent, we give that's them bonus Brent, points yeah. in the pick'em. Yeah, that's what uh, happens. Yeah. But we, but to me, this is a new challenge for Rice, and so I am still pretty tepid as far as taking Rice in games like this because they proved it against a team like Army, but Army's such a unique opponent that now they're playing a more traditional opponent. Um, I think I lean towards Wake here. I'm going to take Wake minus 19. Um, although being at home will help, and I want to see what they do against a team that's able to throw the ball because Army, I mean. Kelvin Hopkins can throw, but, I mean, let's be real, that's not a throwing team. Mm. So this is a throwing team. What happens when they do that? The more the more concerning thing is the offense was really, really bad last week. They've got to get going. Now, Wake Forest's defense is not very good, but yeah. I still think Wake is able to cover that. I think they win by about three touchdowns. I'm going to take Wake Forest minus 19. What's next, Max? Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about this game. Mm. I... Mm. I think it might be good. I don't know. Uh, number 12, Texas A&M going to Death Valley. Taking on number one Clemson, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Clemson, 17.5-point favorites. The Aggies gasp. What? We're amazing. How could it be 17.5, Tepper? Uh, well, Clemson's super good. Well, Clemson's super good, and they're at home. Is there any way you can bet on the hurricane making sure this game never happens? <sighs> um, yeah, my, I'm taking Dorian minus three. Um, no, I. <laughs> you know, this game's, this game's really, really intriguing to me uh, for a number of reasons. One, because... A&M is talking their mess. Ooh, boy. They are talking. They've had a couple of people guarantee wins. Um, I don't think... I want to be clear. I do... I'm not picking A&M to win this game. I don't think so. Uh, going on the road, one of the things that's concerning for me for A&M is that uh, Kellen Mond was pressured pretty significantly by Texas State last week, and that was at home against uh, a, let's say, middle-of-the-road Sunbelt team. You are now going on the road to play... The number one team in the country with maybe one of the best front sevens in the country. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be very difficult. They certainly did not look bad last week. No. Um, the defense looked okay, but Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are certainly going to test them. Um, that said, 
Give me the points. I'm yeah, take, why wouldn't you take them to cover that? I'm going to take a and I, I think they yeah. – here's the thing. I think they lose. I think A&M loses. Yeah. Um, and not, I think, yeah. and I think they, I, I don't really know if it's ever going to be all that close. And I don't right. think I'm ever going to feel like A&M's going to win that game. This right. is me talking. Yeah. But I think this is a 10 to 14 point game. Yeah. That's why I think this feels yeah. like 10 to 14, 17 yeah. and a half seems like overcooking it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, A&M minus or plus 17 and a half. Uh, I think that they are able to cover that. What's next, Max? Oh, a game is so much more exciting than it would have been. Mm, yes. UTSA going up to Waco to take on Baylor. 3 p.m. Saturday. Baylor, 26-point favorites, and that's fine. Don't blame Vegas for putting the line there. But UTSA suddenly looks like they might be able to play football. That is kind of where I'm at on this. Yeah, and that's a little bit offense. I'm going to take UTSA in the points. I'll, I'll spoil it from the beginning. I, I, I think that this is a reputation play where it's a Big 12 team at home taking on uh, a, a, you know UTSA, who was really bad last year and wasn't able to move the ball. Well, <laughs> Here's a UTSA offense that suddenly has a pulse, and yeah. and I think is going to be able to put up 21 points. Right. Let's not go crazy. I don't think they're going to no. go, go nuts. Baylor's going to win this game easily. Baylor's going to win this game. Baylor's going to win this game comfortably. Yeah, but I think UTSA is able to keep this within 21. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Three touchdowns. 24. Yeah, that's all you need. Give me something like yeah. um, give me something like Baylor 55. And um and and you know UTSA thirty one or something yeah uh, some garbage time points or yeah. something like that yeah. I think I think UTSA is going to score and that's kind of the biggest thing here mm. UTSA is going to going to get some points I think uh, and as a result that's why I'm going to take UTSA plus twenty six I think you give me twenty six points yeah let's roll the dice I think they're able to cover that all right what's next Max Wyoming who conquerors of your Missouri Tigers mm-hmm. rolling into San Marcos to take on Texas State six p.m. Saturday. The Cowboys, seven-point favorites. Seven-point yeah. favorites over Texas State. Just whooped up on a great SEC team. Yeah, a really good SEC team. <laughs> um, a sleeper, guys. I Okay, a moment for Oh, Missouri. here we go. A moment for Here Missouri. we go. All y'all fell for it. <laughs> guys, I went to Missouri. I am intimately familiar <laughs> with Missouri, okay? And everyone's like, oh, man, I really think with Kelly Bryant, they're going to be able to make some noise. No! They're still Missouri! Okay? I don't know. Like, all y'all that are, like, hopping on this bandwagon, they go to Laramie. First of all, you don't just walk into Laramie and come away with a win. But, that, like, they, that was exactly what I thought. Now, I, I, I think there's a fair argument, and you look at, like, Bill Conley at ESPN's, his SP Plus stuff now. Um, basically, Missouri didn't move because they kind of outplayed Wyoming, but they didn't come up with the plays when it mattered. Point is, forget all that. Um, <laughs> Wyoming's pretty good. And they're pretty good at running the ball. And that is going to be something that I think is is a concern here for Texas State. They're going to need to, to load up and stop the run. Um, they they were uh, you know they, they had two guys go for over 100, 100 yards last week, uh, including their, court, their freshman quarterback, Sean Chambers. Um, this is going to be a really interesting test for Texas State. Coming home, though, taking on uh, a Wyoming team that is kind of one-dimensional at the time. They can't really throw the ball. Uh, but the other thing about uh, Wyoming is that they force turnovers. They they force turnovers. They're a playmaking defense. And so for an offense in Texas State that is still trying to find their way, mm-hmm. they have got to hang on to the ball. Uh, I like Wyoming in this one. I'm going to lay the seven points. I like Wyoming minus seven uh, to cover that. I think it's probably like a nine or ten point game. It feels there like. you go. That's what I'm going with. But go Bobs. I hope they win. I uh, hope I'm wrong about that. You hope I'm wrong about all of them. What's next? next? <laughs> By the way, Phil Vaney says we need Iowa State to play Mizzou for all the for the sake of all the TFTers. Jeez, nah. no. Nah, it wasn't good back when it happened. 
I'll tell no. you that right now. Next game. The telephone trophy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So, I, I only learned about this is true. Yeah. I only learned about that from NCAA football. Yeah. I never knew you about that. You was, never know. Yeah. Iowa State was not a rival of no. Missouri's. And no. Missouri was not a rival of Iowa State. Maybe like a little bit in basketball. Yeah. Maybe. Like yeah. Johnny Orr and Norm Stewart. Yes. Like we got to go way back. Yeah. That's when, that's when they were really – both teams were really cooking. Yeah. All, like, like – and is, it was – And when me and Tepper were little tykes. Yeah. Like this basically like – when they were in the Big Eight together, yeah. then it was like, yeah, okay, they can, sure. they, they're, that's a rivalry, but no. No. Anyway, anyway. what's next? DFW special, baby. North Texas at SMU, 6 p.m. Saturday. The Ponies, three-point favorites. Can I be weird? Go for it. I don't get that. Oh, yeah. I don't get that line at I'm all. I'm surprised. Um, North Texas catching point. Basically, they're saying it's a, it's a, it's a pick them on a neutral site. Yeah. And they're giving three points to, for, uh, to uh, the Ponies at home. Look, obviously SMU rallied and looked pretty good last week. Yeah, uh, in their opener. Yeah, better on the start road, than last year. For on sure. the road at o- at yeah. Arkansas State, I think I think it's fair to say that that a change of scenery has done some good for um for for Shane Bouchelle. At least the early result the early results results are. But here's the problem, guys. Okay, um, Arkansas State is not as good. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Arkansas State is not as good of an offense as North Texas. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's risky. Is that careful? Why? Yeah. Boy. Uh, and Arkansas State was able to uh, throw for 324 yards last week. That's a on, lot. On the, uh, uh, you know, 30 of, 50, 30 of 52, albeit. But but they did, uh, you know, in four touchdowns. That is, to me, the big thing here. I, I think that – I think this game could be really pointsy. I think this game could be, like – I don't know what the over-under is, but I would be – uh, leaning towards, um, I was leaning towards, uh, uh, you know, the over, uh, whatever it is, unless it's like in the 80s. Uh, I would lean towards the over here, and then I'm going to take North Texas in the points. I, I think that this is something uh, I feel really good about. Uh, I, f- I feel pretty good about that. Um, now, SMU, because to me, the defense for SMU has got to step up and show me something. Going up against, by far, in my opinion, the best offense they've seen this year. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing to me. Uh, I'm going to take North Texas plus three, and and you know maybe SMU wins a squeaker, but I think that uh, I think I, I like the uh, Mean Green to go on the road and, and get a win. Although the one thing that's interesting, North Texas, uh, this is uh, from our uh, star researcher Ashley Pickle. North Texas has not won in at Ford Stadium since like the 30s, um, or at least I'm sorry, in Dallas yeah. uh, since the 30s. It was at uh, whatever the stadium before that was. Uh, so it would be breaking a streak. But I still like North Texas. I'm going to take uh, the Mean Green plus three. In Your one. danger zone here is if North Texas like jumps out to a 21 nothing lead, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we're going to win," and they're going to lose because that's what happens when they get out to leads like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with I like North Texas with their offense. That's yeah. it. What's next? Max? This one seems like it might be a big deal. Mm. <clears throat> number six LSU going to the 40 Acres to take on number nine Texas. 6:30 p.m. Saturday. LSU currently a six and a half point favorite, which I got to say seems about right. Uh, LSU whooped up on Georgia Southern last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they looked really good doing it. They Joe Burrow, their quarterback, is really good, which is weird to talk about a LSU quarterback that's yeah. really good. They've got a couple of really good receivers. Uh, you know, most notably. You know, Terrence Marshall, Justin Jefferson, guys like that. Um, and then look, the defense is the is the defense. The defense is what they are. They're they're really really solid, especially in the secondary. Um, I have questions about Texas's running back depth. 
Obviously, they are, if you didn't hear, Jordan Whittington is out for at least, they say four to six weeks, but the way they were describing that injury, that does not seem like a four to six week injury. That seems like he like tore something in his groin. Mm. Um, so he's out. Their starting running back is Keontae Ingram. Their backup running back presently is Rashawn Johnson, mm. the former Port Nations Groves quarterback who is a freshman. Okay. But really and truly, let's be honest, who their starting running back is. Their starting running back is Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Um, the the defense for Texas did not look amazing last week, and especially not against the pass. Uh, now, I do think that Jamar Smith, the quarterback for Louisiana Tech, is pretty underrated, uh, but he was still able to throw for 340 yards last week. Uh, that is going to need to change. They're going to need to come up with some big plays. That secondary is going to need to look that. If you want to pick Texas in this one, your reasoning is basically, uh, I think the secondary is better than they showed last week. They put they uh, pick off Joe Burrow a couple times. Uh, they are able to, uh, you know, Sam Ellinger is able to grind out long drives against LSU. And most importantly, Tom Herman is an underdog, right? And, right. and that's kind of the meme out there yep. is, is Tom Herman simply doesn't lose as an underdog. Right. Um, that said, I think... There's the, a first for everything. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, I just think, I don't know, yeah, this is I weird. Know. I think the safe pick is LSU. I think it is too. I, I think that there is a great, out, I think but... there's a great reason to pick Texas. And yeah. if you want to pick Texas, I do not begrudge you, and it would not surprise me if they won this game. But I'm going to go with the safe pick. I think the safe pick is LSU minus 6.5, win by about 7, something like 28-21. Yeah, something like that. Um, but I think this is a really good line. 6.5 is a really good line. Makes me think. Uh, but I'm going to go with LSU minus six and a half. I wish it. I wish it. We yeah. didn't feel that way. I know. I yeah. just. I, I feel like yeah. this is. Yeah. I think that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, all road teams so far. How about that? This will only end well for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and this one isn't very hard. This is uh, Prairie View going to Houston, 7 p.m. Saturday, no line. Uh, yeah. Um, Houston and, uh, Houston's going to win. Yep. Uh, I want to see the the biggest thing that I want to see from them is what they're able to do defensively. Because here's the thing. Prairie View is a pretty solid offense. Yeah. Uh, last week, yeah, week yeah. Jalen Morton and Dewanya Tucker, uh, yeah. formerly Atlanta? Is that right? Maybe. Is that right? Terrell? Somewhere East Texas. Terrell. Terrell. Terrell is right. Somewhere East Texas. Terrell. Um, yeah. he, uh, they showed out. They were really, really good against Texas Southern in the Labor Day Classic. The offense can hum for, uh, for Prairie View A&M. This is going to be... Now, Houston can name their score offensively. I really think yeah, they're going to be able to do that, and they're going to win this game comfortably. Yeah. If you're look, if you're projecting forward as far as what is Houston going to be once the American Athletic Conference play starts, I want to see what the defense does. I want to see the defense take this personally and go out there and shut down Prairie View. Right? Because Prairie View is able to put up 350, 400 yards. That yeah. is a red flag. Yeah, that's bad. So uh, Houston wins. Uh, this is the easiest one to call, in my opinion. But uh, just keep an eye on this one, simply because of like what this what what this game looks like. Because if this game is if this game is um, 55 to three, everything's cool. Don't worry yeah. about the Cougs. If this game is something like 55, 28. Oh, it just gets kind of like gross. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm thinking. I, I like uh, Houston. Though. You say that game's easy to call. Easier to call than this one. UTEP going to the South Plains to take on Texas Tech, 7 p.m. Saturday. Tech 34 point favorites. And after the way UTEP looked last week, that might be generous. The only the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause in this one is 34. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's You're asking to win by five touchdowns. Yeah. Now look, UTEP looked um, bad bad defensively last week. Uh, yeah. They gave up 443 yards total offense to Houston Baptist, who Houston Baptist is a fledgling 
Um, fledgling means young. It doesn't mean bad. Yeah. A fledgling FBI, FCS program, uh, a team that is still getting its feet underneath them. Now, we yeah. love Bailey Zappi there. Yep. Former Victoria West quarterback? Oh, boy. You better hope oh, you're right no. on that. Oh, God. Hold on. I think you're right. I think I am, too. I think you're right. Bailey Zappi went to... Oh, God. Come on. Victoria East. Oh, oh no. no. Sorry, Victoria We're East. We're in so much trouble. Former Victoria oh, East quarterback, God. Bailey Zappi. We're big fans oh. of him, obviously. You're fired. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so the Houston Baptist offense is not lunch meat, but that is still a game at home. They should not have given up that tough type of yardage. Now going on the road to play Texas Tech. Mm. Um, now the offense looked decent for UTEP next last week, but again, that was against Houston Baptist. Uh, I'm taking Tech. I think they're able to, to really name their score. The only question is going to be like if they take their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter uh, or something like that, and, and UTEP's able to, to pull make this thing close i think you i think tech wins i think tech wins big the only question is whether or not they win this big i'm gonna take tech at home i think they cover this uh i think something like sp plus uh liked uh you uh tech by like 44 <laughs> um they also have utep ranked the worst team in the country right now yeah. i don't think they're the worst team in the country but i do think does that it they matter are, if they're like the third worst team in the country though greg that's the thing i'm yeah. gonna take tech minus 34 uh, to close out free money. So those are your free money picks for week two of college football. I like Wake Forest minus 19 at Rice. I like AM plus 17.5 at Clemson. Go win that dang game. UTSA at Baylor. Uh, I like UTSA plus 26 at Baylor. I like Wyoming minus 7 at Texas State. I like North Texas minus or plus 3 at SMU. I like LSU minus 6.5 at Texas. Go win that game, Longhorns. Uh, I like Houston over Prairie View. And I like Texas Tech minus 34 at home against UTEP. And now, after closing out America's favorite segment, we go to America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. I didn't have the graphic ready. I'm like half paying okay. attention. Sorry. Uh, it's time for final thoughts. There it is. I found it. Hold on. We're good, I think. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think lots of comments. Everyone's kind of going back and forth with you on uh, free money. There's no way I'm going to get to all of them. But uh, are we doing the mailbag tomorrow? Are you? Yeah, I'm in. Okay. All right. I tried to get Matt Step. He is unavoidably detained with mm -hmm. financial business. Because he's Mr. Big Business. He is. He's businessman. He's businessman uh, during the day. Oh, uh, what is football party man during the night? What is the name? This is a reference. What is the name of the villain in the Lego Movie? <laughs> oh, what is it? Is it like Captain Business? Something like, like something. Yeah, business? something business. Um, I don't know. I'm looking this up. Yeah. It is um, President President Business. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Steph is president yeah, business. Yeah, he's president business during the day. There um, you go. Yes. Um, anyway, president so business. mailbag Friday tomorrow. Everybody be here. We'll finally be doing a mailbag in season, which feels like the game. It feels like the season is like six weeks old, and we still haven't done a mailbag. Let so. me let me blow up his spot. Is Ish gonna be here tomorrow? I assume so, but okay. I'd, I I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's you'll be point. fine. There are, they, oh, I'm not worried. Yeah. Yes, I'm worried about yeah. talking enough. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tapper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Episode 811 on Texas Football Today.